Welcome to the Woman 31 Podcast. Here, we will relate, renew, and refine who we are to live healthy and fulfilled lives. From personal wellness, parenting, and relationships to affirming growth mindsets, it's my hope that we'll share stories, cultivate new friendships, and learn from one another's experiences. There's no better time to grow as a community of women than right now. So to all my friends, creatives, caregivers, business leaders, wives, and moms, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Lyric K. Wilkinson, wife, mom, author, and encourager. Thanks for joining me for today's episode on the Woman 31 Podcast. Hey, Let's hey. Begin. How are y'all? It is your host, Lyric K. Wilkinson. I hope you guys are doing fantastic. I am feeling particularly good today. It's been a really awesome day. Um, and for no real reason in particular, but just woke up feeling great. And so, uh, I hope you had a good day. If you didn't, I hope you have someone you can talk to about it. Um, a good journal to write in about it, an outlet of some sort, something healthy, preferably. <laughs> um, but yes, 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 yes. So I wanted to hop on really quick. I, I've been doing premarital counseling, uh, for a couple and it has been awesome. I've just learned so much and listening to some of their concerns and, uh, some of the things that they're excited about as they begin to start their journey together. And my husband and I just celebrated 10 years. Um, it doesn't make me an expert, but with a counseling degree and 10 years of marriage and three children, I know a little something, just a little. So anyway, uh, today we spoke about me and the couple about family planning and they're, they're, they've been together a while, but, um, they've mo just recently got married and they're ready for to start having children right away. And it was really insightful, guys, just to, I don't know, hear their excitement and also hear just their, uh, what's the word I want to use? Because I don't want to insult the couple. They're a beautiful couple. I guess when you have not quite thought everything through, you know, some of the basics, right? But who really knows what it's going to look like uh, in the different seasons of preparing to have the child, getting pregnant, carrying the child, having the child, etc., etc., so on and so forth. So it just got me to thinking today, how valuable would it be just to share a little bit of some of my experience with you to maybe some of you who are considering, is it time for me to have a child and um, am I ready? Well, I hate to say this, but I'm going to. No one's ever really ready. So if that's something that you're processing, uh, find an accountability partner of some sort or someone you can talk through and figure out what the why is in regards to why you're waiting to be ready. Um, because that is a myth. Okay. There's no one who's like, I'm a hundred percent ready. Even when you think you're ready, 
you're not. You have not thought everything through. You don't know everything. And you don't because you don't know what that child that you're going to carry, um, you know, how that's going to affect your body, how that's going to affect you mentally, emotionally, um, physically, how it's going to really affect your relationship. I mean, there were uh, toothpaste and certain colognes that even till this day, my husband cannot use because I would get so nauseated if I smelled it and no one can prepare you for that. <laughs> so specifically, you're never ready. Now, of course, there's always ways to prepare. And that's what I want to talk about today. So I'm just going to kind of run down a few things that I told this young lady in hopes to maybe um, encourage some of you to think outside of what the box or to think um, on a different level, maybe it's some of the things that you haven't considered or processed just yet. If this is the stage of life that you uh, anticipate being in or desire to be in. And I want to also caution that, you know, this is like a swinging pendulum. There's two sides and then there's a middle. We don't want to be overly cautious and overly concerned and overly even educated to the point where we become, you become, um, stifled in your decision and in your process of, uh, you know, enjoying one of the most beautiful blessings that one could ever enjoy. Uh, the flip side of that is you don't want to have so much naivete that you're absolutely oblivious to the different uh, circumstances and, and challenges and changes that not only you will face uh, personally, but that your household could possibly face. And so find that sweet spot in the middle where you're educated and you have understanding but then you also realize I am not in control God is and I really cannot dictate every single step or every single um you know move that's going to be made okay that's my disclaimer and also I'm not a doctor I am a counselor but I'm not a doctor I don't uh proclaim to be and please consult with your physician if you have any questions about anything that I am saying. So the first thing that I told this young lady, and this was just based on my personal experience, um, was to reduce or uh, do away with the things that are not healthy for your body. And I'm sure some of you are like, okay, duh, that's a given. But yeah, some of the top like you know, three, five things that you can think of is obviously smoking, um, over uh, drinking alcohol, um, <clears throat> which was actually, for me, my habits before pregnancy was um, <laughs> a, a large Starbucks coffee every Saturday, um, but then throughout the week, two to three coffees a day at work, every day, two to three coffees a day at work. Monday through Friday, but then Saturday was like my special day where I got my, you know, extra foamy, exuberantly whipped creamed caramel, yada, yada, like not good for your body. I'm sorry. I love Starbucks, um, but physically not the best decision if you're preparing your body to carry a child. In my personal opinion, I knew that I needed to do away with 
my caffeine intake because I was a little bit uh, excessive. And now it's so funny after having my first child, um, she will be eight in two weeks. I cannot, it's so funny, I cannot drink coffee. Like if I try, I get super jittery. Um, the next day I am agitated. I am frustrated. Um, my mood is shot to hell. I'm sorry. It just is. And you know, when you start to really learn your body and you understand the things your body, um, loves and the things that your body does not respond well to, you'll, you'll get to that place where you narrow it down. And for me, whenever I have attempted in the past eight years to drink coffee since she's uh, been here, my body does not respond well and so the older i get the more i just take heed to that and i i am now and uh, i love tea i'm a tea drinker um and so anyway personal experience for me i had to cut the caffeine i had to cut the the wine um i was a huge white wine drinker and a huge a big word i don't want to say huge but you know, if I was going out and socializing, I was definitely having me a glass of Moscato or a glass of Riesling. Um, now I do not, I can't do white wines. Like I have a headache the next day. And again, this is just me personally. So I don't even try, but especially when I decided, Hey, it's time for us or Laurel and I, my husband decided, Hey, we're going to start trying. I then decided, okay, it's time for me to get on my A game physically and cut the crap, cut the carbs, um, do the things to prepare my body to be in the best healthy, most healthiest state to carry, um, to get, you know, get pregnant and to carry my child. And that was just the way my, my thought process was. So I cut the caffeine. I cut the alcohol. Um, I, 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 I love yoga. So I kept doing yoga. I kept running. I kept jogging. I kept, um, walking. So those were my main like outlets for exercise. So I continued to do that. Um, and I began to read books before I even got pregnant. And again, this might be excessive for someone, but now we have, that was eight years ago. Now podcasting is so big. YouTube is so big. You can literally hear, put on your, you know, headbud, earbuds and listen to a video, um, or even a, a audio book, audible, whatever, you know, whatever's good for you, a podcast to begin educating yourself and thinking through some of those, um, things that you, you know, may not have considered, um, uh, I don't know, job, your job, um, is it going to be too stressful on your body to continue that particular line of work? Um, financially, what does that look like? And again, we are never 100% financially prepared, but you want to have wisdom, your doctor, um, your, your birthing plan. And again, I know this is like, okay, I'm not even pregnant yet. But for some women, it helps to begin to start thinking through some of these things. So that when it happens, you're not like a deer in headlights. Uh, okay. So example for me, I was reading an amazing book, Mocha Manual. It's uh, written by African-American author and it was amazing. I love that book. I recommend it to anyone who is 
planning on getting pregnant and or are pregnant um, now. It's called Mocha Manual. I do not have the author's name. Shame on me. I should have looked that up before I started recording. But if you look it up on Amazon, um, you can't miss it. Mocha Manual. It's a great book. So I started reading that. Um, and God, I just had so much insight to just what those first few trimesters were going to look like, uh, or at least with her experience. And then she also included the experience experiences of other women. So that was helpful. Um, and an amazing book, like I said. So that was really good to start getting my mind, thinking about some of the things, my birthing plan, um, you know, how I wanted to deliver. Now, um, a doula, like that was something that I'd never really considered before. Do I want to have a doula or not? Um, and things have just advanced so much in, in the past eight years. So I'm sure now these, these resources could really be at your fingertips. Um, anyway, so really, you know, educating myself on some of the things about what to expect. And that was another one I read, what to expect while expecting. Um, but what are the things, some of the things that I need to prepare for and or expect and even have those discussions with my husband? What are some of those things that maybe we haven't considered, uh, you know, job relocation? Like if one of us got offered a position somewhere and it was going to pay us really well, what does that look like for our family unit? Uh, what does that look like for our extended family, our support system throughout the pregnancy? Uh, what does that look like when you have to find a new doctor in your new location? Those are some of the things that weren't necessarily weren't necessarily addressed in the book. But when I had to actually walk through some of those things, uh, it, they were eye opening and definitely, um, you know, had to walk through them sort of blind. Um, I ended up creating a Facebook group for women who were expecting and or had had children just to create a community for myself um, to bounce some thoughts, some impressions, some ideas, some concerns off of. Um, and it was very, very helpful. Here again, I'm sure you can find these things without a problem now. Um, all the community groups are probably right at your fingertips. <clears throat> But you definitely want to consider those things on the front end. Um, what else? I, I did a lot of reading. I cut the stuff that wasn't healthy for me. I had conversations with women who, you know, had three, four, even five children and just really asked some questions just about how they balance life, uh, with a family and um, some of these women were stay-at-home moms. Did I want to be a stay-at-home mom? I had never considered that. Um, you know, I was always career-driven. Like, I wanted to just travel and, and jet-set and, you know, do all the things because at the time I worked in the fashion industry. So I thought, okay, how am I going to add this child to the mix? Uh, truth be told, you know, once my child got here, plans changed things changed. My outlook changed. Um, I still have a desire and passion. I still do work within the fashion industry, but it looks a lot different now. And so anyway, I don't know. It's just one of those things, guys. It kind of feels like I'm rambling, but it's just one of those things that I want you to consider when you are preparing to have a child 
go ahead and start doing the mental work. Go ahead and start uh, tapping into accountability partners. Um, go ahead and start preparing your body emotionally, mentally, physically. Uh, have those conversations with your spouse. Figure out where they are. Um, the couple today, we talked about uh, 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 sympathy weight gain. Um, working out now, creating a routine for healthy uh, eating and living, you know, the lifestyle practices that they want to live out now so that when the child comes, it doesn't feel so abrupt for them to um, remain healthy. And uh, especially for the child, because children are active. And so we kind of talked through some of that. Um, taking, you know, the proper vitamins for their body or her body. Um, making sure she, you know, is getting enough folic acid, um, making sure she's eating, you know, her diet is good and that she's eating right. There were just a lot of different things that we touched on. And I know for me as, you know, a, a, a mom or one who desired to have children, I was looking for those uh, tips and I was looking, I was seeking out the wisdom from other um, women who were able to um, to you know walk that walk out and come out on the other side and talk about it. Um, and one other thing that I'll mention is in my birth plan, I thought child number one was going to be a natural birth, and that it was going to be just the most precious, most beautiful thing. And I didn't want any drugs. I was like, no, I'm going to do this natural, yada, yada, yada. And some women can, and some women do. And kudos to you and congratulations and all of that good stuff. That was not my story. And when things changed on me rather quickly, um, Kayla was breached. Um, her bottom, she was bottomed down. She was not willing to turn and I was 38 and a half weeks. Um, I was losing amniotic fluid and my doctor looked at me and said, we're scheduling a C-section. I was absolutely devastated. I, I froze. I wondered what the heck did I do wrong? I've been walking. I've done yoga. I have eaten all the salads. I have endured all of like the nasty things in regards to food that's supposed to be good for you. Like I've eaten all that stuff. Like what did I do wrong? And I don't know how your support system is or the women that circle you are, you know, are in regards to pregnancy, but there was a feeling of shame when it came to delivering my child by a C-section, not too many women um, that I knew delivered that way. Um, and not too many women talked at the time, talked about it. And for me, it just felt like a scarlet letter. I was so ashamed. I was so embarrassed. I was so uh, confused. Why was this happening? Um, my husband and I actually stopped by our church and, and we prayed and we just kind of um, had a moment where, I don't know, it was a come to Jesus moment for real, where it was just like, you did nothing wrong. Um, we're going to have this child. It's going to be a beautiful moment. Um, it's okay. 
I needed to hear those words. It's okay. And there's nothing wrong with delivering your child this way. As long as your child is here, healthy, well, and you're here, healthy and well, we will get through this. We will get through the recovery process. We will get through um, all the things. Um, and no, it was not the way that I thought I would, would have my child. But I was so, it was, it, I was so grateful for my husband, number one, and the peace that I felt, um, after just being, uh, what's the word? I was just consoled with the realization after I had her that many women have C-sections and it's okay. There's nothing to be ashamed about. There's nothing to feel uh, guilty or embarrassed about. Um, mothers do it every single day. And it's okay. And so if you're out there and you just learned that you are going to have a C-section, please, please, please hear me when I say it is okay. The goal is to have this child healthy and well and to have you here, mom, healthy and well. Um, and for the women who, you know, may stick their nose in the air about C-sections, I pray, I pray for you. Um, that mom shaming is real. And I even went through a little bit of that where there were some women who formulated their questions in a way that was as if the way that I had my child was quote unquote wrong or what happened or they wanted me to explain to them why um, I was having my child that way. Um, I had one woman say, I, I, you know, that she wanted to have her child the right way. Um, and so you'll get some of that ignorance and crazy talk because some people are just ignorant <laughs> and talk crazy. And, you know, pray for them. That's all you can really do. And don't allow them to uh, shift your mood or steal your joy or rock your world any more than it's already rocked. Because having a child takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot out of you. And the last thing you need is to be processing what someone has said to you that, you know, did not feel good, did not set, settle well with your spirit, did not settle well with who you are. Um, and some of those things do hurt and some of those things can be very um, insulting. But here again, healthy and well, that's the goal. That's the goal for you. That's the goal for your child. And it is okay. And so that's something that I touched on with this young lady as she prepares to, um, you know, walk this walk and go through this life stage that sometimes our perfect plans do not end up uh, as perfectly as we thought they would. But it's all it's okay. And so, um, yeah, it was it was a great conversation. It was eye opening. I told her I'd send her some links and some resources just and her husband as well, just to kind of get them having those conversations. Um, and I might do another podcast episode just about the support system 
um, <clears throat> from husband to wife, from wife to husband, and from your dream team because you're going to need one. And then as a woman, being able to communicate your needs and delegate <laughs> and allow others to help you. Um, I did not do so well with baby number one. Uh, but baby number two, all hands were on deck and baby number three, my committee grew even larger and I had no shame in my game. Um, I was like, Hey, <laughs> we're, in, we're in here deep when it comes to children. Um, I just, I needed all the help that I could get and not to mention each child was a C-section. So definitely relied on my support system and I leaned on them and they were happy to help. And that's something that as women, we are far too often um, guarded against is receiving the help. And so I might do another episode on that. But um, anyway, I just kind of wanted to talk through some of that because I, I felt it felt really it felt really good to be on the other side of it. But I could also see the. uh holy crap and i don't know if i should say that sorry y'all um oh my goodness i didn't think about those things right or and even in even the husband as we were zoom calling he would look at her and and she was looking straight at me in the camera and then you know i would say some things to address him and she would look at him <laughs> and yeah, I'm sure they're going to have some good conversations uh, over the next few days. And like I told them, this is not to scare you guys, but it's to educate you at the same time. Do not feel like you have to be overly educated to walk out this process because you're going to have a support system with you along the way. And you're going to learn as you grow and you're going to learn as you go. Um, and so anyway, I hope this helps someone. I hope that in your preparation for family um, extension, you really take a moment to sit still in the fact that it is life altering. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I would not trade it for the world. I love my children. I love my husband. I love the family unit we have built, but it's work um, and it is life altering and depending on your outlook um, and your, I don't know, depending on every season's different, but how you approach it is going to be important. I'll say it that way. You want to approach it with an understanding that this is not play play. Um, this is real life. And even though you may not dot every I or cross every T, Understand that God's your source, number one, and understand that um, he'll never leave you nor forsake you. One of my favorite verses, but at the same time, he gives us wisdom, women and men, but he gives us wisdom to go through the process, to walk out the journey. And it's a beautiful walk and it's a great journey and it's a tough walk and it's a life-altering journey, but it's it's wonderful. And so I hope this helps you. I hope that you will um, share this with someone who may be processing this next stage of life. 
Um, if you have any thoughts or any questions or any testimonials, um, email me. Um, my email address is lyric.woman31 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I hope that you have a great, great day or evening, depending on where you are or afternoon, depending on when you're listening. And I look forward to talking to you again very soon. Bye-bye.